3: window is not great, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is super debatable. Are we here? Is the season over? Are we coming back for season two? No questions answered, baby. But I am your co-host, Sasha Joseph, joined, as always, with Jason Reed to talk the power Amazon, (laughs) or the power on Prime.
4: Sasha. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh it, it's it's over y'all we did it we we, we, cro- we crossed the finish line of uh, you know some people may have mixed emotions about that um you know this was a show i can say I that know. Much, i though.
3: literally was like do i even ask jason how are you because usually i'm like excited but gr- we got it done that that's how we are everyone because again great show great start and then just like You said it best pre-show, so I'm going to steal it, but give Mm. you credit, is running in place. Like, it it just never moved. It's like we're running a a 400-meter race, and we stopped at the 200-meter mark and never moved.
4: (laughs) The show ran in place for eight episodes. Correct. And then on episode nine, like, all right, let's start the race. But people were bored of the race in episode five or six and probably left, unfortunately. Um, So, I mean, and we got good developments here in Mm -hmm. episode nine. But as we've been saying the whole season, it just felt like the show was gearing up for a great season. But first gave us so much preamble that we can't. we, We didn't know it's debatable, debatable who stuck around for the end of it
3: we sure did and you listeners did as well and <laughs> and if anybody hello hello is hello, out there
4: hello, hello. <laughs> the echo is deafening.
3: oh my god if you're out there leave us a five star review so we know you listened so we know that you care no i'm just kidding we're being so doom and gloom <laughs>
4: We are, we are, but, but it I mean, is what
3: it is okay yeah. this this episode i feel like got me there all right so with that i feel like it's time jason one last time because igk that we're coming back for a season two um I, the, I mean, my sources that i googled said sure. probably not
4: yeah, I, I mean, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say it's probably like at 80%. We're not coming back, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, because I do feel like there are good seeds here. It's just we should have watered them a little earlier. We shouldn't have put them in the ground and left them there without watering them. And it feels like the events of this episode, to me, should have taken place in an episode five or six. And we should have gotten a little more, uh, you know, more time to, to delve into these stories a little more. And then make more stories for season two, but it, you know, we, we weren't there. It feels like we finally got to where we should have been a long time ago.
3: Yes. I think that's why I'm so low on this. Not because it wasn't a good episode. I just can't believe that this was a finale of any season, right? Like I don't, we watch way too much TV Mm -hmm. and this is just not a finale for me. I don't know. Like it just, it felt like, oh, Okay, that's it?
4: So, you know, and in our, like, current TV landscape, a lot of action happens in the penultimate episode, right? This almost felt like a penultimate episode where events happened that should lead up to something, and then we resolve it in the season finale. But Mm -hmm. here we are left with a whole bunch of dangling plot lines that promise a season two that may never come.
3: One thousand percent. So it does look like in one of the articles I was reading that folks were saying um, that the cast is wanting to come back, but we oh. don't know. You're <laughs> right. It's like I mean, you no know, duh. Kidding. Rob said, "I need to cheat. I need to oh divorce." My gosh.
4: <laughs> and that's that's what, that's like touching on that a little bit mm-hmm. for that for that character, Rob, and a couple other characters. There was like this weird characterization. That kind of came out of left field, came out of nowhere, that we didn't really get any lead up for. And it just yeah. left me, like, scratching my head going, that is not that character. That is not what we have seen from this character at all before. We had no lead up or warning that that this character was, was capable of this.
3: Oh, my God. It's just, <sighs> I, I think... They did a one eighty, but I feel like I called
4: it something
3: in my women's intuition said he's for the birds and yeah. there hey, we are.
4: you were you were right about Blees the Slees. you were right <laughs> about rob you you called it for sure
3: <laughs> all i'm all I'm saying is women wrote this show, and it's so obvious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: I don't think there's any other show on the planet that is more obvious that women wrote in good ways and in bad.
3: Yes, correct.
4: <laughs> so it's you know, most of the men here are terrible. <laughs> so you know, oh hey, it's just the way the the perspective of the people who may or may not be women, <laughs> but are probably mostly women, definitely wrote this to to show us their viewpoint. Possibly, maybe. <laughs>
3: Yes. Oh, also another thing, speaking of, like, good, good premonitions that came true, I just have to say chef's kiss for two things. One, we do get Sister Maria, right? Like, spoiler alert, I don't know, that gets the power. So trans women are women,
4: What period. What did she, though?
3: Mm, because her face yeah
4: her face i mean i guess we can assume she did she we don't really see her utilizing the power but i also had a thought i had a thought actually after our last podcast we were talking about uh talking about ryan how ryan was is intersex so he has a lot of estrogen in his body so i was thinking if maria you know is trans is it possible she's taking estrogen that would upper estrogen level that would let her be susceptible to getting the scheme. So I thought that's definitely a pathway for us to get to why Sister Maria has uh, a scheme despite her yeah. uh, her biology. So I think I think that's a good way they could really get into that. So I mm-hmm. I think that's I think we can assume that she did in fact get the power when uh, Allie or Eve or what. Are we, where are we going to go within this this finale episode, a finale possibly of the series, possibly series, <laughs> series finale? finale yeah. Let's let's put this into in motion.
3: Yeah, I think. we Are we, we can...
4: going with Eve or Allie?
3: Right. Oh my god. i do you think want to we give her the official
4: official moniker of Eve? Are we going to do that?
3: Yes, I think so. I think it's time for her to be Eve. Let's. Yeah. Let, I am calling it. <laughs> I'm so proclaimed.
4: Yeah, she is officially now reborn as Eve.
3: Yeah. And do we wanna start with her?
4: Uh I kinda wanna I kinda wanna end on Allie and Roxy because right, they, their okay. stories diverge cool. uh, at the end. Uh I don't okay. know. Where where should we you wanna so, start? So yeah, we'll with... start with
3: Margot, Josh. Yeah. You know, that family. Yes, that, hot that, man.
4: that whole cluster of of characters.
3: Yeah, that I wanna fight. Uh, anyway. So we we do start with um Josh back in school. Uh we we see the friend again, the friend that is that was rather mad that Joss now has new friends, but she's now become the bully. So the bully, the bullied is now becoming the bully and she's tried to drag Joss, right? And is writing on Ryan's locker?
4: Yeah, I think it's Ryan's locker. Uh, she's writing Sparky on it.
3: Yeah. Weirdo. Like, you are Sparky, like the irony
4: Yeah, for that real. I... you
3: with your electricity is writing <laughs> Sparky
4: like why what does make it make sense
3: what is the reason <laughs> um but yeah so we start with that with so i guess like we're kind of dropped into things are still full of tension that is not changing and let me tell you there was no resolve for this family either so here we are but anyway then all right we we get at other stuff but i want to focus on helen helen helen
4: helen oh helen
3: let helen
4: we we loved you helen we were rooting for you you were perhaps the most rootable person on this show but what have you done
3: helen what is i don't get it okay so basically uh helen and some now another guy but this is uh margo's team right uh are never give
4: this guy a name he's just Campaign manager. It's like Yeah.
3: So we do see Margot's campaign. And we see her campaign uh, ad. She's, you know, attacking Danden back. Oh, feels like pretty basic stuff, right? Like nothing out of the ordinary. But then they zero in on Ryan. And they said, you know, who is this guy? How did he get it? Intersex. We get that that's normal. But guess what? The other people won't. Blah, blah, blah. And Helen said, it's now time to take matters into my own hand and goes to poor Ryan's parents and sends him to conversion camp.
4: I mean, I we did not get we didn't get a lot of explanation whether yes. or not because the light, the the lighting of this scene was interesting because before we even found the rev, like the revelation later, they light Helen in this kind of villainous way. And I'm like, this is interesting. I understand in a way that what Helen's doing is slightly villainous at this moment, but I didn't get, I didn't understand how villainous it would be later because in this moment, she's trying to send Ryan away, you know, to basically get him out of the picture, get him out of the narrative, if you will, of Margot and her campaign because, you know, I mean, out of sight, out of mind for kind of Mm -hmm. the public consciousness. But I mean, I didn't even realize even at that point how dark this was what she was doing
3: 100 and i think that's what i was also sitting with right where it very much was like wait what happened and then it's almost later on we figure out what helen did and i felt like i blacked out because all my notes say helen what the hell in all caps and i couldn't <laughs> even take other notes thankfully i, re- I just watched the episodes so i'm fine to remember but it's out of nowhere it's so against Margot's platform i think that's what i'm struggling with and again not to jump forward but Margot's senate debate showing was abysmal
4: you mean the whole thing i felt like <laughs> no. i felt like she did she had good points you know she i felt i felt like the debate overall was was well scored from kind of margo mostly she met, had good points she had good comebacks but yes i mean obviously by the end of it uh, well, yeah, yeah. was great
3: i even mean before yeah because i was like girls taking l's left and right <laughs> at this point but you know <laughs> it is what it is but let's let's pause on that sorry it's just I, there's so much happening yeah
4: yeah and i just to yeah we'll get to helen a little we'll delve more into the Helen yes. of it all when we get to the debate when it's revealed what actually happened
3: yeah, and uh, we get now, so this is happening, but we also get a Rob meeting with a reporter. And she is v-shady and goes, how do you feel being the man behind the woman? Why? As a woman, we know better than to ask these dumbass questions. <laughs> but now I'm like, was it pointed? You know, was yeah. this on purpose? I don't know. And then he says, listen, I'm not behind, I'm beside, understand that. And she does ask the question, how will Margot protect people if she herself doesn't have EOD? Because, you know, allegedly, allegedly, she tested negative. So how does that work? And he gave the worst, most PR-filled answer. Margot believes she's doing what's right, and she's super smart.
4: Yeah, like, hold on, let me get my script out and give you the official uh, line I'm supposed to give everyone that asks this question.
3: Lord. Okay, and then they're talking about getting a copy of the interview, and he goes, send it to my personal.
4: My mind was blown. Just just blown. I said, this is not at all the Rob we have seen. I can buy the Rob concerns up until this point where he's concerned about his family. I can, I can see my way into his thinking at this point. But mm-hmm. then, I mean, just to, to be... The reporter is obviously flirting with him. And then by the end, he's, fr- like, flirting right back. I'm like, this is not in this character's nature that we've seen at all. And how, like, I have to wonder how long it's been since they, you know, said, hey, we're getting a divorce. It can't be, like, I'm ready to start dating or and effing around, which is... You're still married, bro. Like, it's not... I, I'm I'm, lost, I'm at a loss for words, Sasha, because this is such a swerve for him.
3: Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think that this whole family needs so much therapy, and they're not willing to admit that they have an issue. I think that's what it all comes down to. Like, there was so much resentment from Rob, because we know he was doing the right thing, and... And as a human, right, not as a man, just as a human, he's being neglected by his partner for whatever reason. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that is his reality, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how he perceives the situation, which equals that's his reality. So if all of this is happening, why are you not pausing and trying to work on whatever is happening? God.
4: And I mean, I I, I kind of take a step out of the show right now and look mm-hmm. at the writers and be like, what 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 is this? Why did you feel this was necessary at all? This is such a jump for this character that it feels it feels poorly written to me.
3: Yeah, like can Tunde only be the good guy, right? Like, is that what we're setting up as? Because to me, Rob is almost necessary to be good and needed because he has positional power, he's with a powerful woman, right? Like, there's so much and like his own um work right like that he's trying to do i feel like he can be positioned as a strong ally to help mm-hmm. fix this but it's just gone down the drain
4: when i think about the journey from episode 1 for rob up until mm-hmm. right now it's a it's a crazy journey he he starts as this super like a uh, supportive partner this ally to margo and they just took that and threw it right in the trash and it, it feels horrible because i can from up like i said up until this episode i can see the journey i can see where he's someone that talks the talk but isn't necessarily willing to walk the walk yes. right he yes. is like i'm supportive of women i'm supportive of you but like when it gets too personal like i gotta ugh, i wasn't I, I didn't sign up for this i gotta dip out but then mm-hmm. it just takes it to a whole different level when we start talking about he's getting ready to uh possibly have sex with a reporter. Uh, later down, later in the episode, where it's just like, what? that is just way further than he should be going at this point.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like, we can just get to that, right? Because it doesn't ha- it doesn't really go with anywhere else. Right, yes, so, yeah. we do see later on, right, they are getting ready for the debate. So, they're at this hotel. I think it's for the debate. And the news reporter, well, Rob like, excuses himself from the team, or from dinner, or whatever, mm-hmm. and says, I gotta go upstairs. And on his way up... You can tell he's really just in a frustrated situation, and Miss Reporter shows up and she said, "You dropped your key," and he's like, "Eh, "I did," and she goes, "Yes, room two forty-seven. That's mine." That'll come down.
4: Uh, and then like he, this weird interaction happens with like two other dudes that bump into him, which was odd and seemingly not needed, but uh.
3: I think it literally sn- hits him back
4: into yeah, it snaps reality. And, it snaps that's him out all I can
3: think of. Yeah. But we
4: don't really get a confirmation of whether or not he's chosen to go this route or not. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a question left for a, a possible season two. That's another thing where it's like, it feels like a penultimate episode move and not a finale move where we're going to get that yep. answer. Um, but I just I have to also wonder is this, because we know Danden is kind of low down and dirty. Yes. Has Danden sent this reporter to, you know, <gasps> seduce Rob and uncover this whole, you know, affair later down the line?
3: Oh, no, no, no. You know what? It felt so weird. That It felt now- really
4: aggressive from her. Yeah. Like she was, like, really trying to, like, make this happen quick, fast, and in a hurry.
3: And he's no, like... Fabio, like, you know, he's not like that attract like he's he's a good man, but I don't yeah. know that he's that attractive
4: mm-hmm.
3: that I, I gotta like go this hard for him. That's all right. I'm saying.
4: Exactly. Oh, yeah, I was just I like I, that.
3: I like that theory.
4: Yeah, I'm such a I'm such a not fan of this. Like it's as if is if you couldn't tell. It just it just feels like a poorly written turn for a character that we started the show out liking so much and now we just kind of despise him at this point
3: and that went hard for his family and now it Mm -hmm. seems like he just kind of became so passive with his family which again i understand that in reality this could very much be true but i don't watch shows for reality (laughs) i'll tell you that
4: yeah exactly it just goes against what we've seen from rob uh in the past and it just feels it feels terrible for for the character
3: yeah, and that's where we kind of leave him. Is like uh, he, we know he's probably gonna divorce mm-hmm. his wife, uh, divorce Margot, and might cheat? Question mark. So let's see. That's where we leave this Rob guy. I'm over this this version of Rob because we in the multiverse yeah. at this yeah apparently. Listen, and then we get um, everyone's favorite character, Maddie. Oh boy. He is playing violent video games, which I was like, again, a little on the nose. Yes, but he is playing violent video games, and then gets a call, apparently, which I didn't know this was possible.
4: You can just video call from the Urban Docs like promotional website, website. It's like what the heck?
3: I mean, like i am assuming maybe it was like a discord type thing that's the only thing that makes sense
4: it felt it, like the, the graphics felt like so yeah super like generic and like super just they didn't even give any care into like how this worked They're just like oh it's just, he could just be no call from from this thing Ooh, you know. yeah we can't really explain it but you don't need to know do you just just know that UrbanDocs is video calling maddie on this whatever this is website or whatever
3: yeah. And, and I just wanted to call out a few things that I heard, right? So Maddie talks with urban docs and they're, they're having whatever a weird, you know, incel on incel conversation, but immediately the way urban docs gets him, right? He says, yes. um, I hear you. I see you. You're valid because Maddie says no one ever listens to me. No one understands where I'm coming from. And I was like, what a parenting fail.
4: Yeah, but these are also keywords used to target these, like, you know,
3: oh, of course, uh,
4: alpha males who are actually beta males in disguise. Mm -hmm. It's like making him feel important, stroking his ego. And it was interesting because, like, he uses Urban Doc says your mission if you should choose to accept it, which is like a line from Mission Impossible yeah. or one of these spy shows or 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 old movies where it's like that would really appeal to a teenager's mind. Like, oh, I'm like Ethan Hunt in the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. I'm so important. Like, this is my my purpose and my cause. So Urban Docs knows exactly and something that also disappoints me a little bit in this in this finale, I was hoping to get a face and a name possibly behind right. Urban I was hoping to see the man behind the mask to see who is actually leading this cause. But that that's apparently probably something for a probably not happening season two. I was hoping that I thought it was
3: Danden. I was like, it's freaking Danden. I just know this is going to come out.
4: (laughs) Yeah. That at least give us a intro to the, to the character, to the person behind urban docs for a possible season two. And if it's Mm -hmm. Danden, I, I mean, I don't think it would be Danden himself. I wouldn't be surprised if Danden has some type of link to it. Yeah. But I just would have been curious to see, to get that person that is Urban Docs into the story of the, of the actual person behind it.
3: Mm-hmm. Love it. So let's see, because we are not getting anything, right? Like, there's no climax for us. Yeah,
4: I mean, an right? Ur- and Urban Docs is, is also saying things like, you know, people are using my words to condone violence. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in hurting women. I believe in protecting men. So it's definitely a speak that's using he's, he's using it to kind of lure Maddie in even further to go further yes. down the rabbit hole and actually use him to, quote unquote, spy on his mom's campaign. I'm not sure what exactly Maddie, a teenager, could really get and glean. Yes, he may be able to get alone in a in his mom's office some, at some point. But I mean, how much spy get out a teenage kid?
3: Yeah, but here's the thing. I think that. This family has such a bad issue of ignoring each other that he mm. could slip through and get whatever information he wants.
4: Yeah, nope. I mean, and certainly, and certainly, personal information that you yes. can only learn you can only learn through being in the home.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Like, if Rob cheats, I think uh, Urban Docs will know, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. So let's see. But I have no, I have no idea. It just felt so. Gross and groomy because he said, Are your parents around? No, because what I'm about to say is confidential, and it's like, Is it for real that he doesn't understand how bad this if, is? It,
4: it, it was giving much groomer vibes, like,
3: Yes, yucks.
4: and then and then to kind of use this rationalization of, like, Well, you know, uh, women politicians. You know things don't go well for them in this world, and 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 Maddie's trying to use that later with his siblings. Like, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. women politicians get like a third, you know, three times as many death threats as as the male politicians, and it's like, so that's exactly you you should be seeing that and saying to yourself, what the hell is wrong with people? Not like using as justification to sandbag your mom's uh, campaign.
3: But that's the thing, yeah, normal. Correct. I should think that way, but I think that he is so radicalized by like, I am man, I must protect family, my mm-hmm. dad can't do it, that I think that's his mindset, right? Because when Joss calls him a feminist, he almost like falls over and combusts Yeah, because <laughs> he's like a feminist, what do you mean? And he just, he can't believe that that's what women are fighting for as well.
4: Right it's like did you know that women did you know that women politicians get death threats oh my gosh like yeah dude we know we've been where you been
3: i know and i love josh because she's like duh yeah like what do you mean we we definitely know this uh we live this and um with that you know we it's now time for the debate um we get a lot of like Danden being the like aggressive right as a man i know aggression is the only way you think you can answer things um anyone who possesses a direct threat shouldn't be allowed to work blah 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 that's dand inside and then dand drops the hammer right and he talks about leaked data from one rob aka your husband um from his bestie declan but Margot said, No, I got data for that ass. So shut the hell up. And this is when I appreciated the second beautiful part where she says, No missing trans, there has been no reported missing trans women of color in three months. Like that is not a joke.
4: Yeah. And this is such a good use of, you know, seeing what this power could be in the real mm-hmm. world and the good applications of this, the good results of this, um, that, you know, this show. The show can the show has gone either the subtle route or has gone the kind of hit your hit yeah you'll know, hit you over the head with uh, the messaging route. I think this was definitely more of the subtle way of like saying that th- these are the good ramifications of this power. Mm-hmm. I, I think this debate was interesting because it it kind of it kind of turned the debate from a a women's right issue that we think about in the real world to also kind of like a guns right issue in this world yes uh you know uh using this for violence and the intent that people have that was also really interesting and it was really it all it really kind of mimicked in a way the trump hillary debates from you know years ago lock her
3: up (laughs) yeah
4: i almost thought because dan at one point has a mic in his hand he's kind of walking like for minutes. i thought they were going to like kind of mimic what trump was doing in the debates you know so long ago he's like, like hovering
3: kinda, over her yeah. yeah
4: stalking hillary a little bit i thought they were going to go that route but they didn't go like that parallel to it but i thought it was very interesting uh you know what what the kind of the the arguments where i thought i thought margo for the most part held her own pretty well
3: yes i again i felt that they she could definitely do Better, But I understand why, you know, this is the reality, right? I just felt like she should have been eating him up. But I guess the point is that she needed to be aggravated enough to then end with whatever was happening. I like (sighs) the
4: arguments like she, you know, they they bring up, uh, I think Dana talked about legislation. Yeah. Yeah, well, and legislation for oh, women yes. that you know assault people and Marxism, well, I mean, assault is assault. We already have laws on the book for assault. So that really doesn't make any sense. It would just make EOD laws sexist and open the door for discrimination. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Uh, so I, I thought she held her own, then you know, Penelope comes around.
3: Yeah, it was it was really interesting because uh, this is when I felt like it was turning back. Because Mm -hmm. Penelope, you know, talked about, like, I'm a feminist, but also, you know, I, my body, my choice, basically. And I love that Margot says, exactly, it should be your body, your choice, not any other person telling you. And Danden, like, I think, was almost, like, fumbling over himself Mm -hmm. because he was like, oh, I didn't realize she would come this correct, basically. Uh, and exactly. yeah and and it was good I, this is when i was like okay the tide is turning but then he drops the hammer about ryan going to conversion camp
4: yeah and you can see as he's bringing up the conversion camp they shoot to helen and helen's like oh shit oh, this is not going to be good
3: but what did sorry helen's a campaign manager why would she meet with anyone you know it shouldn't
4: I I mean, cover
3: your track.
4: I think Helen's more like a chief of staff, maybe more than a campaign manager. So She she is like in charge of some stuff. But why do this without Margot? I I just question what Helen knew and what she didn't know. Did she know that this was a quote unquote conversion camp that would, uh, you know, try to suppress Ryan's powers? Did she actually think that this was going to be a you know the way she kind of pitched it to his parents is like a summer camp for EOD yes. kids what did she think was happening at this camp did she know everything about the camp or did she not i would have preferred to know what side of the fence she was on how villainous is she because already sending ryan away just you know on his face is already villainous mm-hmm. but to take it a step further and send him to a conversion camp would be you know a shade above that so I would like to think that Helen didn't exactly know where she was sending him, but that would also be a failure in her job—not to properly vet this camp. And uh, you know, it's just—and I would think with Margot's values and ideals, yeah—that the—that the strategy here would have been to embrace Ryan and—that's
3: what I'm, yes, kind of
4: use him in their campaign ex- yes! instead of sending him away.
3: And I'm telling you, I just don't understand how we ended up here, right? And how Helen made this decision. And then, you know, I I, I don't want to blame her, but I want to point out, I'll just say, you know, that she was the one that was like, hey, you got to change your shoes because you're not pulling well. You got to. So I think she's so hyper focused on creating the Margo that. Quote unquote, all sides will like, which is not possible um that I think she's making these decisions and it is so unfortunate because you could tell that J- Joss is completely done now right like Joss yeah. will have zero relationship with Margot um I feel like Maddie is already losing it so they only have one kid left poor little and, Izzy's left <laughs> yeah poor Izzy she just wants some freaking snacks. And Rob, it looks like he's also, you know, gonna go. And then, to all of this, right? They point to the parents in the audience, Dandan got the tea. And now, as if this wasn't bad enough, she is so pissed off that she electrocutes Dandan.
4: man. i don't I don't think there's anything worse that could have happened in this moment. I mean, no. this just on a national stage shows what the what the media is going to spin
3: yes you
4: know this woman's out of control yep you know she is you know they're going to say things like she's crazy this this is what happens when women get emotional Mm -hmm. you know all those things that you probably heard you know when hillary was running for president you know those years ago um so this is probably the this is the worst thing that could have happened for marco at this moment
3: yeah you think
4: you think dannon is dead or alive
3: Oh, I hope he's dead, but I think he'll be alive. Yeah, I mean, um, I, mean, I don't he's think he's alive. going. Yeah, he's not going that easy. And I think that this—I literally, my notes say it's a wrap. Like, I because yeah. I don't know. I just, I how do you come back from this? Because you played into almost everything Danden wanted, right? And I'm not yes. like women have to work ten times harder, right, to keep their to be taken serious and to kind of keep their composure. And this, yeah, very much felt like that, where I was just like good lord just like there's so many other things you could have done and also something i noted at this before the debate started right it almost like she needed to release the energy before she started so why if that's something you know about yourself why aren't you like expelling a lot before you join i don't know
4: yeah i mean it felt like I don't know if it was her like getting the nerves out, or she biologically needed oh, to discharge I see what you're that? Saying. Okay. Um, uh, I almost I I couldn't really tell what it was. Was it getting nerves out? Was it kind of yeah. jolting herself, psyching herself up in a way? Uh, I don't I, I don't I wouldn't say it was like a biological need for her to get it out, mm-hmm. but I do think that you know in that in that moment it was whatever that was. But then in the in the big moment where she shocked standing it just felt like she couldn't control it. It felt like it was too much it was boiling up so maybe you are maybe there is a she needed to expel a certain amount for her to have a have a baseline level uh that was good rather than have her get freaked out and have it kind of amplify things
3: yeah exactly so it's just again helen everything you worked for flopped because of this
4: and you know helen has been very pragmatic right she is yeah like, like you said she has uh made margo take off her heels which in a way I know Margo, I know Helen's intentions are good, but it kind of damped down Margo, right? And she's done so much to kind of make Margo this presentable mm-hmm. face to, to men, really, uh in the world, which kind of came back and backfired.
3: Yeah. So here you go, Helen. You made your bed now, you all got of lie in it. You were Helen, one of no, our
4: favorites. What have you done?
3: we were rooting for you. But that is the like end i can't believe it of this story
4: so do you You want to talk a little bit about what we think what we think if there's a season two what we think is going to happen and how we kind of see each of our characters uh as we finish their character arc yeah my my guess would be that we're going to get a time jump from the end of season one to a mm-hmm. season two yeah where would, if we have a time jump where do you see Margot and the fan being let's say it's six months later
3: I think if it's 6 months later, we get like a the family is like still reeling. Is has a divorce happened? No, but is Rob cheating probably, right? And almost yep. they're full on in autopilot of um being like we had everything and it's all gone.
4: I I'm going to say that a divorce has happened. Ooh, okay. If we're 6 months later, because I think
3: Rob's a good guy and he won't cheat. Oh boy. Well, I think <laughs> he, he might
4: have cheated. I think he yeah. probably cheated that night, uh if oh. I was to if I was to guess. Yeah. um But I think if we're six months later, I think I think Rob and Margot are split. uh Margot may not even be the mayor anymore. She may be trying to pick up the pieces of her political career because this the senate run is over done. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be that anymore. She's going to be picking up the pieces. Maddie is probably going to go live with Rob, and Joss is probably going to live with Margo, but he's probably not even talking to Margo because yeah. of the whole Ryan situation. So I think that's probably where we would pick up on them in a season two, if it's like a six months later type of
3: thing. Yeah, let's see. Let's see, because I, I can see like more pain before the end in Divorce. Uh, but but I hope we get yours where it is just over and yeah. it's them figuring it out instead of kind of us still being in the mud with them
4: yeah and they would probably try and find a way to reunite them in a season two or something but uh, Rob Rob has been, ha- has really I've really turned on rob since season one since episode one I should say Unfortunately. so I don't, know, I don't know if I really even want to see that.
3: Yeah, I think she deserves like someone that's okay with taking the back seat, and and that's okay. I think women do it all the time. Why can't like these men do Ooh, it? Like, we could also where's... get a
4: new love interest for Margot if yeah. they're already divorced, and you know, six months down the line, we could get a new love interest that would would stand up for her instead of you know shrieking at you know the the pressure put up put on by being with Margot like Rob did. So that would be interesting too. I think if we got like a kind of a low triangle-ish thing where Rob trying to win her back, but she's already going out with some other guy. That would be interesting.
3: Yeah, where's the love triangle? Uh, not a love triangle. Where's romance when I need it, right? Where's right. a Doug Imhoff? It's time.
4: Yes. <laughs> the first gentleman.
3: Listen, the first, literal the first gentleman. gentleman. Yeah. yeah, second, whatever. Okay, we wanted a first gentleman.
4: Maybe you'd be the first gentleman at some point. Who knows?
3: <laughs> Please, God, move on.
4: Depending yes. on what, what network you listen to.
3: Pain, pain. Um, And with that, I think let's take a quick break, and we will be right back.
1: We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello.
2: Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs)
3: All right, everyone. So now we we've gotten the most I think painful out of the way. Thank God. Mm -hmm. So it's now time to get to Tunde. I feel and let's let's get to the water because Tunde is still in jail, of course. And Tatiana does come in and we don't know yet, right, what the deal is, but she's giving energy. Like, she's giving, I'm in charge, energy. Yes, for sure. And she asks about Zoya, and she says, you know, what's, what's going on? Explain. And Zoya apparently has made today memorize her number. Yeah. And again, I think Tatiana can't help but use her sexual prowess, even when she doesn't need to or want to. And mm-hmm. she, like, pulls out this lipstick. And, you know, yeah. I was like, girl.
4: Seductively.
3: This a child. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, so all we know is Tatiana has her number, right? Um, and Zoya said, Pick a side, pick a side, and then Tatiana lets Tunde go free and says, You know, but go to the hotel and then go straight home. It's time, get out of here. Uh, Tunde kind of protests, but then you know, she just walks out and is like, I'll see you again. Bye. <laughs> I love her energy, right? With all of yeah. this, and I'm I'm just grateful Tunde's free boy. Cause my God, Tunde, what are you doing? And the hotel. So Tunde does show up to the hotel. It's very frantic because news has broken that Victor is dead, and he tries to call Declan. And oh, I, here's the thing, Jason. Why hasn't he understood that Declan ain't shit?
4: Why are you calling Declan at all? Like you should. You should just want Declan be out of your life. You should want him dead. I don't know why you're even entertaining Declan at all.
3: He left you for dead.
4: Just let, just left you out to dry.
3: Yeah. Like, wake up, okay? And of course, Declan, you know, is talking about, I'm gonna go see Zoya, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you go home. You don't n- need to warn her. I got this. Which I was like, this is gonna be bad. Oh, yeah. Because you're this a sleaze.
4: Is, it's gonna end terribly for you, Declan. Even before we saw anything else, it's like, oh, yeah, Declan's gonna die today.
3: And one thing this show will do is give us karma.
4: Mm, it, it may sure.
3: well placed or not, right? For Dandan, yeah. does he deserve it? Obviously, oh, yes. Was at the time no. Oh, no,
4: not not for the best interest of Margo but you know, it, there was a little satisfaction out of it for sure.
3: Correct, and you know, it does look like yeah. Uh, Declan, that pretty quickly cuts to Declan at the water with Zoya and the other kind of, um, are we calling them activists, protesters? I don't know. The, her crew. I would her say squad. soldiers at this point. Yeah, they're soldiers. Yeah, you're right. So Zoya and her soldiers, right? And he's across the stream because we know Tunde had like a whole thing set up for him, mm-hmm. but not here. So Declan said, okay, I guess I'll come across the river. And the women are toying with him, that like he's their food.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 like playful. Uh, it you know that could be a word used for at first. Yes, but uh, it it goes from there. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it it is wild because then uh, while all of this is right happening back and forth, um, it looks like she keeps shocking him, and then we're gonna leave him here. But what did you like? What did you think?
4: For well, this? no, I mean he gets in. They shock him yes. like a little bit at that at that moment. I'd have been like, mm. for me, I'd have been, I'd have said, I'm not getting that water because I know what y'all can do. I'm gonna take the long way around maybe <laughs> and come talk to y'all. But then he gets in the water. Get shocked once or twice and calls them cows. Like, what did you think was gonna happen at that point, my man? What was your plan here? Like, the only thing that's gonna be left here is for you to die now. Like, like, are you you just signed your own death warrant at this point? I uh, you know And these
3: are not like um, you know, like women, they are scorned, they have been trafficked, they have been used, and they're pissed. What do you? Who do you think you
4: are? Why are you out here poking the hornet's nest? And and I guess it goes to show that Declan's another another man in this world that thinks so little of women that he has no idea what they are capable of, Correct. what they are willing to do. So Declan, good riddance. didn't need you anymore. Get out of here, because this was he he's like I said he signed his own death warrant at this point because it looked like they were even like a little willing to listen? Yes, they messed with him, but then he just mm-hmm. went off the deep end and just, you know, got himself dead.
3: Yeah, cuz he said I'm Tunde's friend and they it kind of got him some chops, but then it went to hell pretty oh, yeah. quickly. And of course, now all of a sudden, Tunde did not go, did not listen, and is back in that spot. And we do see, I don't know if you noticed, but his um phone. It's at 9 million almost subscribers. Ooh, so we yeah, went from talk- 10 to 9 million. So I was like, okay, Tindy, I awesome. see you. Yeah. I see you. And now he's recording and it's just carnage. Because we know uh, sorry, and I did miss this. Um, I forgot to say this. Tatiana has said that she is going to sacrifice her sister for her country. And the general is like, got it. Cool. And removes the device. And Tatiana I, stares into our eyes.
4: Listen, not not to spoil what's coming up in our recap, but <laughs> this this got me for sure. I was like, Tatiana, how could you do this to your sister? Like, I, was, I was like, God damn, like, because we had you know positive last episode with Tatiana, you know, killing Victor, and then killing Salongo yes. to cover it up. I was like, Wow, Tatiana's gone full villain here. Mm-hmm. And I did predict that Tatiana was going to turn on her sister so I was coming here ready to be like Tatiana you you jerk you suck blah 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 and I was that's where I was at this moment uh, definitely in, in you know w- with what Tatiana is doing right now
3: yeah and I just I couldn't believe it because turns out her staring at us meant listen we're on the same side mm-hmm. because Tinday is recording all these people and it t- looks like it was a setup. Yes.
4: And I wish I should have I should have known that I should have picked that up because my brain I I guess my brain was so ready to villainize Tatiana that I was like, you know, I, I we see Tatiana as the general comes in. She's like hanging up the phone with Zoya. Oh, and you're
3: right. I should have
4: at that moment been like, oh, yeah, she was probably setting this up with Zoya when the general walked in. I should have realized that, but I I didn't. I, my my training TV brain did not pick that up, but I was like, oh, yeah, I thought about it later. I was like, oh, that makes sense for this for this thing. So, yeah, I'm so happy that Tatiana... I mean, Tatiana is a very complex character. I think one of the more complex characters we've seen. We We see that she's ready to use her power to get what she wants, but she's willing to sacrifice you know, people, including, you know, women. So it's like, yes. that's a very interesting thing to see in this show where she's willing to, she, she's willing to take up the cause, but not at this, you know, she's willing to sacrifice other women to do it.
3: Yeah. a oh, 100%. And it, thank God. Right. Because mm-hmm. we've been let down by so many people at this, in this finale that I can't anymore. I couldn't, but it's okay. It was a setup. And Tunde does, say this and I'm a little pissed that Tinde says EOD was used as a weapon and Zoya's people were ready, which is when I was like, Oh, that's what happened. And the uh-huh. whole army is dead in the water. Um yeah, just a floating body of,
4: of dead people, including including we see the ultimate fate of Declan. Mm-hmm. Then, like until they check for a pulse like bro, he's he's dead.
3: Like he, he gone. gone. Look at yeah. his face.
4: Yeah. He he Oof. gone.
3: Yeah. And we we do get it for folks that didn't know me that Tatiana did warn them and it was a trap, Mm -hmm. which I I think Tatiana needed that so she could fully take power, a genius. And uh, sucks for innocent lives lost, but like also don't try to fight people uh, for EOD. I, I don't appreciate it. And Tende is obviously very shaken by all of this. So he does call duty. And I duty just keeps saying, come home. Come home now. So I, I didn't understand this. What do you piece. mean? Yeah, I was just like, okay. Like, so are we gonna see him on a damn plane? Like,
4: yeah, it's like, why, it. why, why do we need this? Like, that yeah, piece with Tinde? I, I understand that. I did like the general, like, running to him on fire, and I think the general pieced it together by the time he was dead. And Tinday, you know, Tinday puts him out and he tries to get him in the car, right? He's probably dead, Tinday. Uh, but yeah, we didn't, I, I just, I guess, just to see Tinday's state of mind as he's talking to, to duty, is I, I don't know that we needed the duty part of it, um, but it was definitely powerful i think i think today has gone through a lot of change in this in Mm -hmm. this season i think it's even more change now where he up until now was all about you know women want to use this for peace women want to are not trying to kill people But i think this is going to show him another different perspective where who knows where he would where he'll be in a in a season two
3: yeah let's see because now i think he's also seeing like oh it's not all pure either so let's figure this out Oof. Yeah, I mean,
4: in a season two, uh, wh- like where where do you want to see people? I think Tunde may have a show on CNN. Yeah, in, in a six month span, I think that would be a reasonable expectation for him. I think or, so. Or he may be a official CNN reporter with like you know, camera people just not mm-hmm. doing it on his phone. Uh, so I think that would be an interesting thing for Tunde, and as he tries to wrestle with uh, the different his feelings on EOD. Um, and for as far as tatiana and zoya boy what where do you think we'll see them if if we're for six months down the road
3: yeah it so it looks like they are working together they talk about building a better future for our daughter so here's what i think that this might be a moment of tatiana is in charge her soul soldiers was a big thing right that kept coming up in this episode so i feel like this maybe is that Tatiana is needing Zoya to be her soldier and her protection,
4: yeah, and I mean, that's I, what's
3: taking us through.
4: I could see Ta- I could see Tatiana, you know, officially being you know, officially taking over. I could see Zoya being her general. I could see a, you know, because a lot of the Moldovan army, they're gone now. They're just got killed. So I could mm-hmm. see the army now being comprised of, you know, almost all women. Yes. And they used and I could see Tatiana wanting to spread her influence out, like to other countries, you know, in uh, in Carpathia or whatever, wherever mm-hmm. they they uh, you know are, and to maybe take over other countries. Who knows with her with her woman army?
3: Yeah. So that exactly. So that's where I see. Yeah, I, definitely that this army is going to work together. It has to.
4: Yeah, because I mean, you now have you. Uh, presumably you're not going to have control of the country mm. where do you go from there like what's the next what's the next step
3: yeah Con- it's like conquering our- other
4: places around you that are similar to uh a uh carpathia or moldova wherever uh the official city yeah. or country they are and spreading your influence out around the world to make to have someone fall under you because i feel like tatiana is 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 that boss lady
3: let's see um and i think maybe they'll save other women and that's beautiful that Mm -hmm. they're you know because if it's this country is this horrible usually the neighboring countries right are yes there's some smuggling within each country as well it isn't just like a one thing yeah so let's help women (laughs) woohoo
4: on three one two three help women (laughs)
3: Oh my god, we're officially losing it. <laughs> but, guess who has got it? Guess who, finally, I think we see a, a way light at the end of the tunnel. It is Allie. Because, uh, or do we want to go to Roxy? Because
4: Roxy- um, I, I don't think it really, they're kind of interchangeable. Yeah, like, exactly. They're, they're going to end up in the same space. Yeah. So we can do, uh, do Allie or Eve or yeah. whatever first.
3: Eve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there isn't a lot for her anyway. So mm-hmm. um, Eve does wake up, right? And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And we see uh, Ver- Sister Veronica's body, right? Like being um, taken by the police or like yeah. at least the police investigating. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah,
4: I think in the, as she's waking up, she's having these nightmarish flashbacks. Yes. We've seen this snake. You know, a couple times in Mm -hmm. in Eve's story. We see it again here. What do we think the snake represents or the snake means? Do we have any idea?
3: I mean, again, isn't it on the nose of, like, it's Eve and the snake?
4: yeah i suppose i I wish there was a little more delve into that i guess
3: yeah so i the problem is like is the voice the snake because that would be horrible all right Mm -hmm. everyone like if you you know me a a torah nerd i feel like there's so many better ways of like on you know interpreting that story in more feminist ways instead of it being like eve falling prey to the snake and it's like sure but there yeah. you know there's other ways to, to that we can really give eve more agency and i hope that yeah this like dumbass snake biting the apple dumb shit is not her story
4: yeah we hope that the voice isn't turning her to to a more villainous way i think that that's very interesting i hadn't even thought of that uh before Yeah, that the voice could be the snake which is a very interesting thought
3: yeah because i mean again allegedly according to the story right is that the snake
4: yeah, influence Eve to ear. bite the apple. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I think that's a very interesting take on that. Where I think mm. it would be an interesting turn as well in the story to for us to be like, we're going towards Eve being this, you know, angelic, uh, you know, kind of Jesus type of yeah. character, but now she's actually turning into more of a villain than uh, than a hero. I think that would be really interesting. So, yeah. Uh, hey, who knows what what a uh, <laughs> what a season two will bring
3: had to see uh so yeah and we do see then that the voice is saying don't worry one day a soldier will come and again we just we keep getting the soldier imagery soldier words everywhere like what what is that setting up right uh a war probably for next mm-hmm. season and so he is like well when will the soldier come right who is it and then sister Maria shows up and says it's okay to come out. Um, they, you know, no one kind of ratted you out basically. You're good. And this is fascinating because Sister Maria talks about Sister Veronica as her mom and mm-hmm. says that like she took a lot of care of me and I should have now taken better care of her, which I feel like is is nice to hear because I don't know that we got necessarily a positive anything about sister veronica
4: well i mean we get we we understand where maria is coming from because we know that veronica took maria in and maria is the reason veronica was kind of exiled from the church because she uh supported this transgender woman yeah Uh, so that's i I could definitely see why maria has that that uh kind of warmness toward veronica and why she's so kind of you know really upset about losing sister veronica Mm -hmm. i mean nobody else may have nobody else may have thought of veronica as that but (laughs) maria definitely did
3: Yep. And uh, what's really nice is then Allie has this like beautiful, almost sermon, right? The start of her sermon where she talks about God um, is our mother. And it's not just that one person can be that. It's that we are now in a universe where a mother is protecting us and we will figure this out. And then it goes into this like voice created sermon,
4: yeah, it's almost like the the beginning of the the Eve doctrine where mm-hmm. she's like saying like, she with the light in her the lightning in her hands and commanded it to strike. I was like, Oh, okay, Eve, get it and give other give other sisters the power. I was like, okay.
3: Yes.
4: So it was uh definitely powerful, I would say.
3: Yeah, and this is when we get like the baptism, but now of the sisters, mm-hmm. and they're speaking and they're excited for it. Um and here's again another note that maybe I'm you know, looking too into it, too into the edit, where the other sisters—sorry, the other girls, um, the convent girls—are uh, you know activate the the sisters, but then Eve activates Sister Maria, which I was like, did we need this like powerful? Right, like we know Eve is the most powerful, so mm-hmm. did we need her to activate a sister trans Mar- woman?
4: Okay, that's interesting that's interesting i could definitely see that being a thing um but you know <laughs> who really knows unless they spell it out for me like that uh in a season two <laughs> yeah uh, we can't really know we can't really know that for sure but, yes you know hey eve is he's very powerful so it's definitely possible that she alone is the only one that could activate Sister maria
3: mm-hmm and then, while all of this is happening, of course, Miss Savannah shows up, and she says, S-
4: "Savannah's turned into such a nuisance. Like, could you, could you go? Like, we, you, you, we don't need you here if you're gonna be all this doubtful. You can go.
3: That's what I said. I'm gonna like, go back to your daughter, or like, fine, I'm gonna need you to go to another convent or something. Because, because, baby, this is the movement, the revolution, mm-hmm. and it, it, it is gonna be televised, and you are gonna get left behind.
4: Yeah." Yeah. But
3: wake up, ma'am. And she, you know, Eve—not Eve, Savannah does the whole like she's a psycho, right? You need your deterrence. Basically, she has yeah. voices in her head, la la la. And I love this moment because Eve said, "God is sending salvation, and you will pay for your doubt."
4: She's she she definitely gave it. She gave it to old Savannah. She said, "You better get the hell out of here, and you will you will go down for doubting me." I said, oh, "Okay." Eve, you... Uh... That
3: is wild. Because I was like, you didn't have to come that hard. Damn. She, like, she came she, for her
4: she, she and left nothing left. Ate her, ate her all up.
3: Yeah, because Eve said, don't come for me unless I send for you. Mm. And we just get the, like, soldiers coming. Soldiers coming. Well... I think I knew what was
4: happening. Uh, Listen, run the taste back. I called it last episode. Yes, you did. uh, You did become her soldier. Uh, I did like the voice at the very end. It's like your your words touch millions. They will kill for you. They will die for you. You will never be alone again. So I'm wondering if, like, you know, if this is just, you know, a voice, a mental illness, if you will. If it's just like it's part of Eve wanting. Just just sisterhood because she's been so alone for yeah. her whole life. If this is just a you know the voice telling her to obtain sisterhood in whatever way you can, because the power will let that, you know, have people around you, have people that love you. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely an alternate uh, you know thing we could go to. Is, is this just mental illness allowing her to bring people in for in, in her life because she's been so alone?
3: That is powerful. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Pun intended yeah, because listen, she's she's so good then, because it, her mental illness is, yeah, is gonna make her a cult leader at this point,
4: yes, for sure,
3: and that's wild. hoof. And with that, yeah, we'll we'll pause this for a second because the soldier is coming. Jason mm-hmm. was right, everyone. and let's let's get to the soldier, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that we have the same reaction. But yes, so Roxy does go to see Derek, her mom's boyfriend. And turns out he's five o. He's a policeman. So we find out why Christina didn't want to introduce them. It's because he was investigating Bernie. And not only was he investigating that, he was kind of using Christina to, you know, be the... Be the patsy, right? Not patsy. Yeah. Not informant,
4: uh, Yeah, yeah in informant, a way. yeah.
3: yeah. Um, and, you know, the whistleblower, right? Basically, on this whole operation, uh, even though she's not necessarily on the inside. Mm-hmm. But turns out, he then ends up falling in love with her, which is crossing a line. And he becomes involved. And Bernie wanted to send a message, because he didn't like that.
4: You know, I did not see this coming whatsoever. This yeah. was very very interesting this was the t- one of the turns i was like oh that's actually really interesting good job show i didn't see that coming at all
3: mm-hmm. yeah this was i think the best one that we call but you know what i like being p- surprised but not like oh this came out of left field but it was more that like we knew that bernie did it but mm-hmm. the how i appreciated yes. figuring out and you could tell that roxy is just like shattered because her mom was like all she really had and uh It turns out that this loser Derek—he calls himself a coward. So you know, I appreciate the self-awareness. and said he buried the evidence because he didn't want to deal with it. He was too scared, and he quit.
4: Yeah, I just—I wonder why Bernie left him alive. It just seems like a bad idea. Because he's
3: a cop,
4: I guess it would call too much attention to that. because there's probably people that know that uh, Derek is investigating Bernie. But I would think killing, killing that, killing Christine would accomplish the same thing and put more attention on bernie if that's the case i I didn't really understand that that part of it
3: yeah i i just think that he knew that this guy must be a coward and he was like look what i can do to someone you love
4: yeah that makes sense
3: so that that's the only yeah thing that makes sense because i agree that i think it's almost that you send a warning shot to christina to say that like i run this i own you you don't get to do this, but I think it's only because he's a cop.
4: Yes, for sure.
3: Annoying. And of course, Roxy says, are you one of dad's soldiers? Because Roxy's like, well, damn, like, I uh, can't help this. And instead, Derek turns it on to her and says, no, are you here to come kill me? And turns out, no, she leaves him Mm -hmm. She lets him be. And now, oh, Lord, Roxy and Bernie are finally having the most real conversation they've had in nine episodes, yep. where she says, "You know, why was Derek a threat to you?" And he's like, "He was a copper.
4: He was a copper."
3: Woo! Which again, we this part we knew. We were like, "Okay, this this matches up."
4: Yeah, and I like how he was like he kind of just came out with it, like, "Yeah, I did it." Like, you yeah, know, he was a cop. You are shagging your mom? Like, what did you th- what What did you think was gonna happen?
3: And I love it because then she's like, "Okay." I want you to say you did it, right? I want to know that it was you. Like say it out loud. And I love it because she does say it. Um, he try and he's like tempting her at this point after she, uh she is like, you know, pushing him. He's Bernie is like, go on, get me, get me, fine, fine. And then, you know, the rest of the family is now there. And Barb, like <laughs> this came out of left field because barb yeah. is there and roxy is so pissed off with this whole damn family that she activates barb without her consent i must say
4: that's yeah for sure uh i thought that was interesting and it almost feels like roxy and barb for some way got closer a little bit because we see barb last episode kind of warming up to roxy in the tiniest mm. bit uh, and then roxy kind of gives bar the power says listen you're going to need this if you're going to stay in the family because i mean look what he did to my mom that that could be you yeah so you you need something to protect yourself uh just to like rewind a second i think oh, roxy yeah. roxy riling up bernie saying you know i'm glad your son's dead oh you, yeah because you yes. now know the pain yes. that i feel losing a loved one and that really causes bernie to like to you know freak out and you know i i did you think she should have left him alone i thought i i really wanted the satisfaction of watching her kill him
3: i think uh killing maybe not but would it be worth it to like scare him right like really shock him that much that he just leaves her alone but i guess we needed him for the plot to move forward
4: I guess. I mean, Which is it, why. You know, throughout this whole season, we, I think, surmised that she was going to kill Bernie and take over the family business. Yeah. But it looks like by the end of this, she just, because she, you know, she gives Bar the power and then she takes off while, uh, you know, taking some jewelry on the way out. Um, so I, I thought it was an interesting swerve from where we thought it was going to go.
3: Yes. Yes. Agreed with you 100%. Where it very much, I think, is like moving to like now she needs an adversary, to like be her full powerful self, yeah. And of course, she said, "I'm I'm leaving here with something." <laughs> yeah, and takes diamonds and runs away. Oof,
4: girl. I'm gonna get some for my troubles.
3: Yeah, right. She's in her best Denzel voice. I'm leaving here with something, <laughs> and um, she's now at the airport, and of course, she gets a call from her brother. And they're trying to figure out where she is. And, you know, he kind of gives her the heads up, which is nice. And turns out they're like, are you going to New York? Because dad knows you're going to New York. And then the damn speaker goes, the air the airline announcement.
4: <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, like, you know, I, I would have thought Bernie would have just, like, left well enough alone. Yeah. But apparently these diamonds, like, he was real upset about her taking those diamonds. It, it was interesting that we didn't get a, like, a lead up to those diamonds, like mm-hmm. why the diamonds are so important. But he's really, he's coming, he's coming back after her because of these diamonds, apparently. And, you know, she's Derek, the only brother that's, you know, worth a damn. Uh, yeah. Actually called and tried, tried to warn her. I almost thought that they were, there's going to be some kind of chase like through the airport and that they would have like already been there, like trying to get her and there would have oh, been yeah. some sort of confrontation. I, I, I do think, as much as the show is about the power, we didn't really get a lot of uses of the power mm-hmm. as i think about it it's more there was a lot of talking about the power but there wasn't a lot of uh i don't want to say action I, I don't know if i would have even okay i i would have liked some action scenes involving the power i think they would have been fun
0: yeah
3: i think that's where we're coming to right where this show is doing so much time with universe building that we're not getting the like things that'll grip us right and be like yeah but this is also cool it doesn't just always have to be pain but it feels like it's almost just pain on display
4: yeah the show's like coming into this i thought i was going to see some some elements of oh this is a cool thing with this electricity a cool fight or cool battle but the show i think decided to go a lot more of a more subtle route Mm -hmm. and i think there are definitely pros and cons to that approach um so yeah i would have like a fun moment of a, a electricity battle somewhere, you know. We we saw we didn't really get to see the um, the fight between uh, the Carpathian army and Zoya's forces. That yes. would have been a really fun set piece to see with parts of that battle, but we only really saw the aftermath. I would have enjoyed a little more of that element in this show.
3: Yep. Um. It, again, I just yeah, I want to see more. Women being badass and less just like fighting out of necessity, right? Like yeah. uh, Eve's story when she was Ali and just like you know, that's the first thing we get is the use of the powers to save yourself, and it's like, can we move out of victim to like, yes, badass,
4: yes, and that you know, I think those are that's. I was trying to find the words to say that, and you just said mm. that like so well. Where the show, the show has a message, right? We appreciate the message. We mm-hmm. agree with the message, but it felt like the message, we never left the message. This was yep. nine episodes of message, and we would have appreciated it to move to uh, what we're going to do with this power, how we're going to use this power to uh, change the world. But it seemed mm-hmm. like there was a lot of talk about that, but not a lot of action to show that. And if, you know, again, it feels like we would have loved to see part of that before this first season ended. But we really just got the lead up to it to the end.
3: Yeah, I agree with you uh, again. And that's, I think, my biggest like frustration takeaway from this is like pain. If pain is constantly it, or pain is the only thing on display for me, it doesn't feel as exciting to watch.
4: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it feels it feels like the the message is in a way getting run into the ground. It's an important yeah. message and a message that needs to be told. But we should be moving moving forward with the message in a way to, to yes. change it up.
3: Correct. Uh, big agree with that. And now Roxy said, you know what? Hold on. Uh, maybe this is a problem. And uh, Allie and Roxy are kind of ch- uh, not. Uh, sorry. Roxy sees Allie's video. Right. Go. Another one maybe going viral. And mm-hmm. Roxy's like, wait, I know where I can go. I don't have to go to New York. I'm gonna go to you know down south, wherever that may be, because we have no idea. And I'm gonna—that's where I'm gonna go. Cool. And which I think is a more expensive flight, but maybe <laughs> less standby, I guess. Yeah. Boy, I'll never fly standby again. I would just the amount. I used to be able to standby for like seven, eight years of my life, and just like I, because my dad worked for an airline. Mm. no god please (laughs) let it never. i'm staying my asshole (laughs) um especially from london to new york that's a Mm -hmm. that's a busy route
4: yeah that's a that's a trip
3: yeah but you know it doesn't matter because roxy all of a sudden next scene is roxy's in the water that we're so used to seeing and i think she feels so free by the water which felt beautiful and I, yeah. just, I appreciate it. Yeah, just seeing that piece that that this character almost got to exhale. Finally. And it was it was an
4: interesting change up from the environment we've seen her right because yes. it, it feels like with all our different characters we kind of get a different filter for the camera right. In London we're a little gray, we're mm-hmm. a little dull. Here in the at the convent it's a little less dull. It's a little brighter. And it was yeah. interesting to see Roxy in that different sort of environment and a different sort of because, I mean, we're used to seeing her in, you know, like in London mm-hmm. flats and the pubs, which just kind of see her out in this like wide open beach type of space was very interesting and, and a, diff- a good change of pace for her character.
3: Yeah, big agreed. And and it was so beautiful. Then finally, Allie shows up. And not only does Allie show up, she's like barely touching the water, mm-hmm. but she's controlling Roxy. And Roxy knows it. Roxy's like, how are you controlling me from the inside? Like, that you are a different kind of powerful. Like, this is ridiculous, almost, uh, was Roxy's, you know, outlook about it all, which I, I just, again, appreciated seeing that back and forth. And then Roxy does push back though and roxy finally takes over again for herself or her own body
4: yeah that was interesting right because you know eve has been shown to be the most powerful person Mm -hmm. we've seen and roxy can disrupt that that's interesting and i will say this for the show the show built up this anticipation level so much of our characters being so separate Mm -hmm. of when we get this meeting between roxy and eve it is (laughs) for lack of a better word, electric. It is, yeah. I, I felt this moment, and it was so great. And it really got me thinking about Roxy and Eve's relationship and what their relationship might look like in the future. And it really gave me vibes of a Magneto and a Professor Xavier, right? We have two people that believe in kind of the same cause, but they go about mm-hmm. it two different ways. Magneto is more of the radical uh, leader, believes in, you know, ends justify the means in a way and you know professor x aka eve is more a little more of a gentle touch uh, yeah you know more of a kind of religious aspect doesn't really set out to hurt people it has happened but doesn't set out to hurt people so i does
3: control people with their mind
4: boom exactly (laughs) and you know i think that'll be a very interesting dichotomy in a season two if we get in season two yeah. to see how their philosophies are going to clash as roxy becomes eve's soldier and you know what the struggle would that will be with eve probably trying to rein in roxy while also letting her be her soldier to get quote-unquote things done
3: yeah, and I think what's really interesting just to add on, because obviously agreed with everything, is that it almost could have fallen so flat, right? Like, it, it felt like they had known each other for so long that it could come off as like, oh, that's it? But in reality is that, no, it's that they're been in pain and in struggle for so long that Roxy's finally gets a family, right? Because her face changes when she sees all the girls walking mm-hmm. up. And, uh, Eve finally gets like someone that gets her, and she doesn't have to be just, you know, the only person in charge. Almost,
4: yeah. And in their meeting, they 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 leave this like initial meeting with a level of respect for each other, right? Because yes. we saw in the last episode, it was like they were, you know, bickering back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when they actually meet and they show each other how much how powerful they both are, it's like, oh, okay, respect. So I mean, it feels more like it's going to be. You know, a, a better partnership. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm curious to see how their philosophies uh, about life and how to use the power are going to uh, shape the partnership and shape what Eve ultimately wants to do.
3: Yes, and... so I'm still
4: lost. I'm still lost on that part. Like, what is what is Eve's aim? What is Eve's mission? Yeah. what What does she need a soldier for? What is the plan? Quote end quotes so what is the plan here? Uh...
3: And why can't we get a little bit? Yeah, of it.
4: Yeah, like am I,
3: you know, that selfish? I don't understand.
4: Yeah, uh, is she? Are they going to go on missions like to to other places to you know recruit women to the cause? Mm-hmm. What does what does Ali need a soldier for? Is she going to stay in the convent to recruit people? Or are they going to go outside the convent? What's what's the plan here? In a in a you know. Per, Perspective Season 2, where we travel six months down the line, I don't know where Eve's going to be. That's the only storyline I'm really unsure of where we would be in a six months.
3: Yeah. um, it, And this is the story I think we wanted the most, right? We wanted the most, um, like, what's the plan, basically? Mm-hmm. How do we follow Eve, like, <laughs> literally and yeah. figuratively? So it's just, it's so unfortunate that we can't figure it out.
4: Yeah, we'll get into season two, y'all. Let be be hopeful. Send your send your notes and your letters to Amazon, telling you want a season two.
3: Yeah, because six months from now for Eve is like it's it's coming together, right? The cult.
4: (laughs) Yeah, gotta be. Got you. Got to think she's got some some bigger following possibly. Uh, She's got some more cred because Mm -hmm. I mean she's the one that has been seen. Probably the most online, you know, yes. along with Roxy. Think of how big their following is going to be when they get both Roxy and Eve yeah. in, like, the same video. So, you know, I think she will be more of a, a worldwide phenomenon more than she even is now. And she'll be a bigger player on the stage of EOD.
3: Yeah. And I think Roxy will be, like, the vehicle to get her there. But I, my problem is Roxy getting to scorch Earth on mm, anyone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to do it. So that's bad, too. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are those are all our characters. It's
3: yeah, just... we we made it. I can't believe it. This was so much fun, honestly, because it's still a great show. It's just I wish she was moving faster.
4: Yeah, I think we we expected more, but I think what we got mm. was was a good show. I wouldn't say it was a great show. I wouldn't say it was uh I wouldn't say it was a, a spectacular show. No, I would say it's a good show. I, yeah. it's a show i i enjoyed watching it's a show i enjoyed covering with you mm-hmm. um so i mean what more could you really ask for i think i think we explained what we could have asked for <laughs> exactly i
3: was like uh, just listen to the podcast <laughs> right uh
4: so yeah i if i was to, if i was a green lighter at amazon i would say yes give it a season two i want to see where these stories are going to go i'm definitely intrigued to see where a season two is i just don't know if they've done the legwork necessary to get a season two
3: yeah, and with a stern warning of maybe this is your last season to so like, don't be doing this half baked stuff.
4: Yeah, for sure. And if maybe this, maybe this was a a twelve episode first season, mm-hmm. they could have done more, and we could have gone into a, a finale saying, okay, you know, even if this is a series finale, I am satisfied. But if this, if this episode we got as a series finale, I will not be satisfied with this ending at
3: all. I will literally fight people. <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm tired of this. Okay. Why did you do this to us creators? But no, genuinely, I, I think there's so much legs to this, and I'm I'm excited uh yes. to see where we go.
4: Yeah, because obviously they have big they have big plans for season two. So I would be I would be intrigued to see what that is, what that would be.
3: Yeah, let's make it happen, everyone. And with that, Jason, um, if you have nothing else, one last time, uh, but you know, spoiler alert, but we will be back for some other work.
4: Don't yes, worry, we, everyone. we will be on your pod airwaves again shortly. So, yeah, stay, t- stay tuned for what that will be
3: exactly. But with that, Jason, you know, one last time for us in May at least, uh, wh- <laughs> where can the people find you?
4: Um, so you can find me on Twitter at JAYR1085. You can find me here on Postal Recaps talking about the Citadel with Marissa Garza. Uh, check that out. That show was. Is- a show <laughs> so <laughs> listen to our coverage of that you can also find me on the uranus podcast or hapo's network with asia welch talking about the show Married her first sight on our podcast a perfect match uh you don't even have to watch the show to listen to the podcast we break it all down for you we have a lot of fun a lot of laughs uh so come check us out over there on a perfect match pod how about you sasha
3: yes and as for me um i as always i am over on Rob and podcast slash mess magnets where we are chatting uh current events hot topics pop culture you name it we're talking about it we just covered the met gala uh, and all the looks from that um i'm also covering here on post show recaps queen charlotte honestly the best uh bridgerton series universe show would recommend everyone please check it out and check us out and um I am covering below deck sailing yacht with Rob over on again RHAP. But this week I had um Puya join me to talk about it as Rob was busy partying in Canada. <laughs> so uh, check that out as well. And for everything else I'm doing, just follow me on Twitter at funsize Thank you, everyone, for listening, for rocking with us for nine episodes. We made it and we'll see you soon. Bye. Ah.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?